What does it all mean podcast? How's everybody doing tonight? Definitely the spooky hour, my friend. Definitely. I like to keep it late, you know. Doesn't feel right at 3 3 p.m. So, good morning, Julia. Anyways, so yeah, this this podcast is kind of spooky. It's that's the main point. What does it what does it all mean? What does life mean? What does midnight mean? What does twelve noon mean? What does it all mean? Uh, but before we get into this, I ha- I've been listening to uh, the playbacks of this this podcast and and the current one I did with uh, my friend Alex Danka. Uh, we were talking about animals and uh, at one point I was talking about a story where I went to a um, an animal shelter and uh, I, I, I referred to my mother as a sucker in the story and I didn't explain why and the reason I called her a sucker was because it wasn't she was in the sucker for me. She was a sucker for the animals. So that was really what it was about. I want to address that. She was a sucker for the animals, and so am I. And uh, anyone that's astray, you know, that's just how it goes. So my mom is not a sucker in life, just a sucker for animals. So, all right. Julie's had two coffees already. I'm on my second Thai iced tea. So, that is perfect. Set this up. Give me a second. Alright. Can you still hear me? Oh, looking good. Okay, let's... I was gonna save that for another uh, another section, but uh, we'll we'll tap into that. So this is our, this is funny. In the beginning of this podcast, uh, it was probably about a m- month ago. Uh, a month ago, uh, here is a picture of what I look like a month ago. Let's see if you guys can see this. This is me a month ago, and then my best friend. He passed away, okay? And uh, the very next week, I, I did a special on him, and this is what I looked like after that. So don't say that, like, depression is not real. 
you know? And so a part of this is going to be about depression, but we're not going to get into that right now. So later on in the, the, the segment, we'll get into it, but you see that the drastic difference, it's, it's amazing. So I'm still not back to that first photo. I'm a little in between, but, uh, what does it matter? You know? So one of the theories of this, uh, this night's episode is a simulation. All right. And grief definitely does drain you. Uh, so when I'm, uh, when I'm, when I'm saying random comments like that, I'm addressing the people at home for, uh, people that are listening on the audio of this. So this is being recorded on video. So uh, anyways, the the first theory I want to get into is is the simulation theory. You know, it's been wrapped around my brain so much, this this whole simulation. And uh, what I mean by that is like, has this already, has this existence, like the what does it all mean? Has it, have we already existed? Has has life already happened and have we figured out a way to you know prolong life through shells of bodies you know such as these you know and and did we exist have we existed for millions of years you know and at that point if we you know cuz right now Elon Musk is about to put a neuro chip in a human's brain in 2021 that to me just is it blows my mind and to think if it's 2021 and that's possible and and the great benefits of that it's 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 vast what would happen if say you know such chip already happened already and we're so how do I explain it? Say this, this, this chip happened a thousand years ago or 2000 or a million years ago. And, and at that point we were still working on this modern technology that we have now. And at that point, someone came along, put a chip in and we just kept existing and coexisting with technology and, and electricity to the point of where we were able to create our own matrix, which would be like a simulation. And to me, it, it's, it makes sense, you know, like a coding video game, you know, like, cause of course we want to live forever, but that's not a thing. Or is it, did we create a thing where the essence of our life lives on through, you know, jumping leapfrog to leapfrog of these skin, these, these meat puppets, you know, great band, but these, these meat puppets, that's what they are, you know? And next time, am, am I going to, am I going to leap out of this, this body and just sim simulate into something different? Because, you know, the Dalai Lama believes that that is, is true or has experienced such things. So you know, I, I wonder what you guys think about that one. The simulation, it, it kind of, it, it, it's a hard one to wrap around, but once you get it into your mind, it's hard to get out, you know? So what do you all think? 
So I also heard something crazy this week as well. And uh, it was that there is a, a galaxy that is uh, basically uh, time travels backwards in this galaxy. I don't even understand that. So time travels backwards. Let's get into that. So I asked my friend Richard. He's he's in a band with me and he's extremely smart. Richard Cadman, Mad Cadmium. I asked him, I said, you know, scientists just figured out this uh, this galaxy that's traveling backwards or this, this minute little universe inside of our micro universe where it's traveling backwards. And I asked him, I said, how is that possible? And then he explained to me, you know, Einstein's theory of like, uh, you know, rev- relativity of basically, you know, there's like a sheet, there's this sheet and basically this ball sits on the sheet, you know? And so at that point it pulls things in and out and things are dense around that. And that causes uh, just different shapes in the universe. And, and the universe isn't like parallel or, you know, it, it's all around encompassing. It's not just how we think of it in such a, a you know, at least I, I can't say we, I think of it in such a, a, just the small minute way. When you think about it as in like, say, like either a donut or something above you, you know, say there's this, this, this galaxy that's directly like above us and it's heading the opposite way that would create time running backwards. So it's just our perspective in their perspective, which goes back to the relativity. So, you know, where your relative in life is where you kind of travel. And, uh, you know, Richard is, I, I, I couldn't wrap my head around that. And, and Richard is a extremely smart man. I, I, I want to get him as a, as a side host on this show because he is just, Whenever I don't understand something, he's my, he's like my Ed McMahon, you know, he's my Ed McMahon. So time traveling backwards. I'm all about that. So this show's so small right now. I'm allowed to, uh, I'm not allowed to, but I'm, I'm using music that I I shouldn't be. And and pretty soon I'm going to have to, uh, use my own music and um, there's nothing wrong with that but I do prefer using other sounds sounds okay okay so this is like the fourth episode of this show and like I said it's all what does it mean what does it mean podcast what does life mean and uh, what some of these people have been coming up with is I ask them, you know, I, I, I ask them what they're about, what, what, what they're trying to sell, what they're trying to promote. And then what, what does life mean to them? 
And, and so a lot of the answers I've got are love. And of course, you know, it's love. So I, I talked to one of my scientist friends, uh, Charles, who I'm going to get on the show eventually. And I, I asked him, I said, Charles, what do you think of, of love in this equation? And he is very into the simulation aspect. He, 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 he's like, I think 70, 30 simulation. So I asked him, I'm like, what, what is love? And, and he said, you know, basically is it a man-made concept or is it, you know, something that's real, like a gamma ray. And at that point, that is the question. Is it, is it something that is tangible that, you know, like a guitar sound when you hit a, a really high guitar sound and it shoots through, you know, the stage off the stage out through the ionosphere out into, you know, past the space station, who knows how long it goes. Is that the same thing as love, you know? And when people are standing at a, a stadium loving music or loving the art that they're seeing, you know, is that love being passed out through the universe as well? Or am I just a hopeless hippie that believes that things can change through love? I don't know. For me, uh, you know, hearing, he, he, I'm not saying that I've lost hope in love, but I, I, me, myself, I am in love with life. I am in love with, you know, the woman that I'm with, but I just think in 2021, things are rough. Things are hard. And sometimes you forget about love and you forget about, you know, just the things you think you forget about mankind because mankind can be really you know, selfish. And that's where the struggle lies. But I think in through all that, yes, it's love. So I don't, I don't have the answer. I think probably by the end of this podcast, we'll figure it out, but I'm going to put that on the white chalkboard that love is definitely one of the things to, to what does it mean? Like that there's a, you know, the first one I'm going to put on the chalkboard, an answer is, is love. So I'm not sure what else, but here, I'm going to actually do that. Love starts with lust. Depends what kind of love, you know? Like, if you have your mom's love, there was no lust in that, you know? So, when I was, you know, for my cat, no lust there. Just, I love that he is fed. I love that he is breathing. I love that I don't have to take him to the vet, because when I do, it scares the crap out of me. You know, um, so there's all different kinds of love, you know, so that's a whole different thing, you know, and sometimes people depend on love in an unhealthy way, you know, and that's where it doesn't equate love anymore. So, and you've got to like figure out when to step away from those certain areas, you know. Take us back to pre-COVID. Seriously, everything really changed with COVID to the point of where, yeah, it really, you know, they say that there was such a, there's a really high suicide rate. And uh, because of it, like way more than than it was before. And, and people, you know, over here, obviously on these fentanyl drugs and all kinds of other drugs and, 
and they're overdosing and it's just, it's sad. And it's because we're all detached from one another, you know, and that's why I'm doing this stupid podcast just so I can hang out with you guys. It's another reason for me just to sit here and hang out with you instead of jumping on, you know, some kind of instrument and pretending like, you know, I've got to be the song and dance man. That crap gets old after a while. It's super fun and I love to play to you guys, but I also like to hear from you. I also like to just hang out with you. And that's what this podcast is really about, you know? You guys got to see me play earlier and I'm not gonna be able to sleep all night. So, you know, why not try to figure out what it all means, you know? And it, it is kind of relaxing, you know? And the funniest things, the funniest thing is, you know, I have the most random people coming up to me and saying, like, out of nowhere, you know, I'm at work or something and they're like, hey, you know, my friend Will, he's like, I listen to your podcast. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, this thing is, <clears throat> you know, it's it's really small. I, there's not that too many people that listen to it. And the fact that you two do, it, it makes me extremely happy. The fact that Will does and, uh, you know, there's there's just people, Aaron, and trying to get this guy Roy on here. They seem interested and from a pure perspective, you know, and that's, that's what I like, you know, and there's definite, definite love in all of that. So my Julia says my BFF called me in distress at midnight. I can't be with her. Yeah, exactly. I have friends that have had kids. Uh, there's, there's a, my neighbor, he's had a kid. Okay. And I've never seen the kid. He, it's probably going on a year and a half. Like it was born a month after COVID. So like maybe a year. So like a year, I've never seen the kid, you know? Uh, and, and that's just to name it one thing, you know? And not to mention all the people just in the hospitals. Things are getting better though. Like we have to say things are getting better. You know, like this time last month, it was gloomy. And I think, uh, things are really starting to hopefully turn around. Hopefully people will start to, you know, do the right thing. And, uh, I'm trying to do my best to, to stay basically quarantined and, uh, they're opening everything up over here, but I still, you know, want to, I want to stay home until I have a vaccine until I'm good enough to be around people. So I'm not, I'm not really big on the vaccines, but I think at this point, you know, if I want to travel to London and see you guys, I probably have to have that. So I think that's really going to be a thing. So in, in saying that, let's get into this next section. I'm trying to be positive, but, uh, you know, it's depression. And so <clears throat> depression is a crazy thing. And, and, and when I started the, this, this, section or this uh this podcast i showed you those pictures of, of how you know the the very first picture of me i looked super healthy and uh i just i looked healthy and then a week within a week i really looked like someone had beaten me up and and i hadn't changed anything you know i was trying to sleep more uh but somehow bags became under you know became physically under my my eyes uh I couldn't really like, I'd make it about five or six hours without thinking about, you know, that the person that had passed away in my life. And, uh, after a while, everything would just trigger that thing, you know, whether it be a car that I saw, whether it be a song that I heard, everything starts to attach to these, 
these memories and then it, it it snowballs into other painful memories and then you just keep spiraling down and i think there's all forms of depression you know there's just all forms that's just one form that i'm talking about you know uh losing a friend but there's just all forms there's you know when you're young especially when you're young i find it fascinating that you know basically especially in males up until they're i think it's 25 their brain is so um just everything is very in their frontal lobe and everything is aggressive and so at that point they're just ready to fight they're ready to to do stupid things you know look at all these school shootings all these things are because men mature way later than females and i'm not saying that females don't get depressed everyone gets depressed but i think some of the depression with with at least for males comes from that extreme you know everything needs to be now you know everything needs to be right now and uh i think once you get past that 25 26 you know you hit 30 as a man all of a sudden things don't need to be now and by the time you're my age you know i'm in my you know 40s it's you realize wow it's really there's steps in life there really are stages you know and when you're younger you know yeah you are that that er this this bull type thing but you know you start to slow down and by the time you get to like my dad's age you're just you know he's in the 70s or something yeah he's like 70 something he is just uh he's mellow super mellow and it's all just stages of life but you know as depression goes i was watching the new uh netflix special about the the cecil hotel i don't want to talk too much about that but it was it was pretty good and uh the the whole thing about it was uh you know this girl she disappeared in this hotel i think in 2013 uh they have a video of her that went viral she was acting all strange on the video and it looked like they were she was possessed and uh she went into this elevator and they couldn't find her it was this whole thing and then eventually they found her in a water tower it was super sad and they started accusing people there was this rocker uh, that was like this, this, this like Mexican. I think he was a Mexican like rock musician, and he was his whole thing was about death, and and uh, he stayed at that hotel, and basically he got accused of doing it, and he had nothing to do with it. And long story short, the girl really suffered from I think bipolar manic depression. And I've been around that a lot in my life. And the girl basically just, uh, she had episodes where she felt that she wasn't unsafe and she would stop taking her medication. And at that point, the paranoia would set in. And, uh, you know, after all these murder investigations, all these people, you know, looking at different people, they finally realized that she didn't take her meds and she ended up in this water tower and she couldn't get out. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a form of depression. That's completely different than, than your friend passing away. That's just how our brain works, you know? And it's, it's everybody's brain works differently. You know, thank God for that. Cause if we all, if we all really work the same, it would be so boring. So, you know, 
I think the point is, uh, I think humans are quick to judge. You know, we're all quick to judge. Like we see people on the street, especially here in Los Angeles. I'm really close to Los Angeles and, you know, there's so many homeless on the street and everybody's just so quick to judge. And yes, there's a lot of crazy people, but I think that's because we, we don't have places to help their mental illness, you know? So I think if we had uh, more facilities to, to help, it, it, it might work out. I, I lived in Laguna beach for a while and, uh, there was a great story of this, this rookie cop. And, uh, they, they told this rookie cop, Hey, we want you to clean up the, the homeless in Laguna beach. And like Laguna was just riddled with homeless people. And he's just this rookie cop. It was an impossible thing. It was never going to happen. And, uh, so they gave him this assignment and he's like, all right. So instead of locking all these homeless people up, he started going up to them on main beach and asking him, Hey, like, you know, what, what is it that you need that will make you basically, you know, leave the city or, or better your life. And, uh, the, all the people said was like, Hey, you know, I need like a, a place to shower. I need a place to shave and maybe like a warm meal. And, and that's it. That's all they needed. And so, and at that point, the Laguna, uh, police officer, he, he made it his goal to like open up the, the homeless shelter in the middle of the Canyon. And at that point, I think they had meals, they had the things that those people needed. So, so he was, uh, able to, you know, move a lot of those people to, uh, basically the homeless shelter. And you would just see at least 70% of those homeless people, like started at least moving away from main beach. And I don't know if they were trying to do better, but it, it seemed like they were trying to do better for themselves and, uh, it, it helped the community. It helped the people and, uh, it was cool, you know? So I heard it's a lot cheaper to, to like give people houses than to, you know, let them sleep on the streets. So it's all, it's all perspective. It's all perspective. But I think it all lies from depression. And I think depression is really just a form of mental illness. So, you know, and, and the way, how do you, how do you deal with, uh, how do you deal with depression? You know, like for me, like I, I'm not saying I deal with, the, I, I suffer from depression, but sometimes I get depressed. How do I deal with it? Ties T and creativity. You know, that's really it. I think when I'm feeling uh, upset, that's when I go to my guitar or I go to, you know, my pen and paper and I write about it, you know, and that's what it's about. And then instead of living in fear of that moment of, of losing the person that I've lost or, or the fear of whatever's going through my head, I'm more or less in the space of living for the now. And when you live in the now, anything's possible. But when you keep living in that fearful moment in the past of, you know, Hey, this person's passed away or 
you know, I've got a zit on my face or whatever. These things that all bother us, these stupid things that bother us. How do I get past them? Creativity. Because I feel that life is just moments of time, you know? Julia, humanity. Julia says humanity and, and music is power. I definitely agree with that, you know? I definitely agree with that. And all right, that's been about a half hour. Music is power. If you want, we'll open it up. We'll open it up to some questions. If you have any questions, shoot away. I've, I've rambled for 30 minutes. So if you have any questions, go for it. I'll answer anything, anything. Music is definitely power. Playing my guitar has gotten me uh, out of a lot of hard spots. I've 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 been in arguments with people, like just straight arguments where I knew that there was no solution to the argument. And instead of trying to fight with these people, I've ran to a pen and paper and I've, I wrote a song about what I feel is going on. And one of the songs I wrote was Fork in the Road. And I think that's kind of obvious, you know, being in a, being in a fight with someone and being in a part, you know, in a relationship where you, it's time to go, you know, and you don't know how. Instead of just raging and trying to fight through it, it was like, I'm going to create something and then I'll create something beautiful that might last for a while instead of fighting with someone and trying to make it last. And I think that's, uh, you know, and what's weird is I can't even really play that song that, that much anymore because it just takes me back to that moment. And I think once I created that moment, I was able to walk away from that pain. So, you know. What are your musical influences and how does it help you write songs? Well, that was kind of it. Julia just asked, what are your musical influences and how does it help you write songs? So right now I'm in the background. You know, this is still a small podcast, so they won't, hopefully won't cease and desist right now. Once I get bigger, I won't be able to do this. But definitely... Um, This is Vincent Gallo. He's the, the, the movie producer slash actor. Uh, and he, he makes some really trippy music. And it's not just trippy, it's just beautiful. You know, so he's a big influence. Over here, this is Tom Waits. He's a, a really big influence. This is a great album.
And yeah, like to, to elaborate on, you know, how to, how do I write? It's really like, not every moment do I, you know, I'm not, I don't get into a fight and I run away and write a song. That's, it's really random. Usually I, I learn to get away from the people and, you know, now I can just basically um, try to write songs as much as possible, but in different ways, you know, just from a creative creative perspective and what what you know what can I do with that uh that song where can I take it where can the journey take me uh melodically uh spiritually physically you know like it's strange songs can change you you know and they become part of you and then when you when I get to put them out into the universe like you know, I feel that like her alibi and, and quarantine blues belong more to, to James Jeffrey than me. And the reason why is because I feel that he he feels those songs more than I do. And I feel that about Vincent Gallo. I feel that about, you know, Peter DiStefano and, and Porno for Pyros and those cats. And it's just that's how it works. You know, and um, I think that uh, putting art into the world is, uh, it, it, like I said, it's creativity and it, it helps get away from the, the depression. I guarantee some of the best uh, artists out there, you know, Leonardo da, da Vinci, I guarantee was, had some depression <laughs> for sure, you know, for sure, you know, and uh, all the great ones do. So James, James says he's adopted them. And I love that. I absolutely love that. If in any form, you know, I love that you play melodies over it. Like it, it makes me want to, you know, makes me want to create more. And, uh, and that's really what I think that the world's about is, is the creation, you know, cause what is it all? What are we always doing? What is what what is the world always doing it's always creating something or or not the world but the uh say the multiverse the multiverse is always creating something it's always shifting it's already always spinning like this this galaxy is is alive right now but it's going to die eventually and turn into another one just like us that's all spinning just like chords just like you know, music, everything's spinning, just like the moments in our life. They go by so fast. We're in 2021 already, and pretty soon we'll be in 2025 and 35, and and it just keeps going. It's this cosmic spin. And I think basically when we connect, even on these devices, and share our stories and our experiences and creativity and love, I think that makes it worth it at least for a little while you know so he says i want the chords and etched on my grave well, i'm gonna give you uh some new chords pretty soon so uh you know and time waits for no man it is definitely true it's definitely true the thing that blows my mind is if we're in, if we're able to get to that next, you know, galaxy, time goes backwards, but then we'd be like a Benjamin Buttons, 
you know, and I, I told my mom this and she's like, that would be the best way, best way to, to go is to just reverse, reverse, you know, and I don't know what is the best way to go. Eventually, definitely, definitely. I, I want to get a, believe me, I have my sights set on people, you know, I, I want to have a, There's this guy, uh, there's, there's people I want to get, believe me, you know, and that's the cool thing. It's just everyone, you know, if you, either of you ever want to just come on, I'll, I'll pop you on right now. You know, I, there's about, what do we have? I got about 10 more minutes on the show. It, it's everyone's perspective is consciousness, you know, and there's this UCI, professor that is on the ancient alien show and he uci is very close to us i want to get him on here he seems like a like he really has a grasp of what's going on in the whole you know field of consciousness because that's really what it is is you know consciousness when i close my eyes is it still all existing you know like i i feel that it is but where do we go when we close our eyes? Where does consciousness go? Where, where do we fit in in the whole spiraling existence of reality? You know, so. All right, all right getting super deep on a Saturday night. That's what I like. I would like to get in someone uh, eventually that's really like religious or just, just to have like one of those, uh, you know, perspectives, you know, I would really love to hear that. Uh, my favorites are Richard. Oh, yes. Richard Ashcroft is definitely an amazing cat. And James Jeffrey is definitely amazing. You know, everything is time and uh, what's everything is time and perspective and, and just moments, you know. Uh, let's see what he says here. James says, I keep getting the line in my head. There's a world outside my window. Lately, that's how I view the world from behind my window. Yeah, definitely. Me, me as well. It's like we're behind glass, you know, and it's, it's super depressing. <laughs> Back to the depression. You know, it, it's super depressing. And um, have you ever seen the Twilight Zone where uh, they, they trap this guy inside of a uh, a cage like they bring these beautiful women in and it looks like a house and, and they basically hey we'll be right back they lock him in and then they they lift up this whole deal and they're just he's in a cage and it's it's a human zoo and they're in a totally different you know different planet and he's he's the he's now the the ape or the the human behind you know the bars super deep I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan, obviously, but that one hit hard, you know, because 
when you put yourself in that perspective, it's pretty crazy. I think that's what people need to do more is, is uh, put themselves in other people's shoes. And I think I overly do that. I, I, like when I watch a movie, if it's like a really emotional movie, I'm like, I feel it. Like, even if someone's being murdered or something, I have to turn away because it, it, it physically will, you know, affect me, you know? So... I don't know if that's good or bad. We have to remain a five-mile radius. Wow. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, I went to the store to buy some stuff today, and there was just everyone in there for Valentine's Day. Just everybody in there for Valentine's Day just going crazy. And uh, everyone had their masks on, of course, but they were so close to one another and people, it, like I said, California is just open again. It's, it's wide, wide open. And, uh, as long as the cases go down, cool. Doesn't bother me, you know, but if people start dying again, that's not fun. This whole thing has not been fun, you know, but, but you know what is fun? Because I know this is still a little podcast. Little podcast. I uh, I didn't know that the, this dude... I didn't know Mark Allman was so big in, uh, over, over there. And so I sent him a, a message. And I'm like, would you like to open for my band? He didn't even respond. But I will say this: I did the same thing for uh, Peter Peter Cook of, uh, of New Order, and uh, he was awesome. I, I I said, "Hey, my band, I'm a huge fan of New Order and Joy Division. I would love to open for your your band." He got back to me. He sent me a message, and he said, "He said, oh well, we're the actual opening band. We're gonna do like you know." like Joy Division songs before we do our like New Order songs. I was like, what? It blew my mind. And he sent me a message personally. That's someone who's just, you know, kept his, his feet on the ground, you know? And I like that because to me, he's pretty, pretty legit and pretty big, you know? So, okay, here's the question. Why is the music from England better than the music over here just i mean we got two of you give me the answer what is it what is it because i could play endless endless songs and i don't want to make this too much about music you know but we got sidetracked and I think, I think that's through creativity as well. I think me, I, you know, I try to like create music, but I also like to, you know, do other things I've been cooking lately. And I think when you do different things and I know James cooks as well, I love seeing his food on Instagram, but, but I think in cooking and doing different things, you 
you're able to bring it back to whatever you're you're doing you know like i i was watching this this chef ramsey video this master class and he just said you know when you're cooking it's like a labor of love like you're really you could just cook and you know sit there and just kind of you know run through the motions or you could put your whole energy and your love back into it once again your love back into it and when you do it it becomes your passion you know because you really love what you're doing and you're enjoying it and you're back in that moment again so when you're able to take that back like I was able to take that lesson back to my music and instead of just you know going through the the chords and going through the motions I was like oh yeah you know I I really have I really love what I am able to do at this point in my life that might change one day where I won't you know in in 50 years from now I won't be able to I won't be able to do anything first of all hopefully we will hopefully not hopefully not but you just you just don't know so everything is just these moments in time and and what we do with these moments in time so you know like I said creativity beats the depression beats the blues which is ironic and friendship definitely friendship hanging out with you guys you cooking with her who do I cook with recently I've been cooking with uh like Frank Sinatra and I've also been cooking with uh I hate to say it I've been cooking with Bewitched man that show is a it's a trippy thing to see these 60s throwbacks to this nostalgia it's really strange it's cool because it's I guess that show was like one of the first times that like women were allowed to express who they were instead of you know obeying their husband which is like a crazy gross thing to think about you know that that's a that that was the thing that the women had to obey their husbands how random is that it's a stupid uh you know religious jargon that makes people obey so okay my cookery show james said should be called burnt offerings oh bro i've seen your food it looks good life love and laugh it's too short all right guys well i think this is going to do it i've had a pleasant night talking to everybody I'm going to finish out the rest of my my Thai iced tea and uh, take you guys out with uh, at least something a little interesting. Like I said, my friend Damien's like, dude, you're going to get so busted one day when they... uh, they find out that you're using these songs and I'm like nobody's gonna ever give a crap about this this uh this podcast it's just for us guys it's all just for us and once the cease and desist come we'll deal with it then right right burnt offerings once happy valentine's day definitely guys Definitely.
Any plans? Any plans for Valentine's Day? And that's the thing, we can't do anything. This is Tom Waits, clap hands. That's my big set. All right, guys. Have a great weekend.